podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Rashford, he's in here. He scores! Marcus Rashford takes yet another step up the ladder. And it's a lad from Manchester who scored. Only chance in my team like Man U. Trying to get in again. Thank you, man. Bars in my head like shampoo. Violate my squad, might bang you. Only chance in my team like man you. Yeah, like man you. Thank you, man. Bars in my head like shampoo. Violate my squad, might bang you. Only chance in my team like man you. Yeah, like man you. Hello and welcome to another episode of Mugga. Uh, I'm joined by Elijah. How's it going, Elijah? I'm all good. I'm all good. It's coming Rome, bro. It's coming Rome. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, also joined by Timmy. How's it going, Timmy? Forza Italia. <laughs> wow. I hear you, Royce. I hear you, boys. I can't I can't disagree. Um, before we get into the podcast, I'll do the usual. I'll plug our socials. If you're not already following us on Twitter, we're at TLF underscore Mugga. Make sure you follow. If you're not subscribed to the YouTube, make sure you subscribe to the YouTube. That's Touchline Fracker. Uh, and the Discord. The Discord, we, we've been resting during the Euros. We obviously were in there for the, for the England games and a couple of other big games. But we're going to be back. Um, with a bang for the new season. We've got an announcement that should be coming sometime this week, so you'll probably hear about it on next week's episode of Mugga, but keep your ears to the street. We've got an announcement coming for you guys. Um, but with all that being said, it's the evening after the night before. England have lost the Euros final at Wembley. Um, quite a lot to get into because quite a few of our players played a, a prominent part in that game in, in one way or the other. Um so um, I'll start with you. I'll start with you, Elijah. Um, let's let's start. Let's work our way through the whole game. Yeah, let's not just go right to the end or start in the middle or whatever. So let's start from the beginning. And Timmy, feel free to to jump in whenever you know. I know you've been going. You've been having a few conversations about the game today. So yeah, Elijah, take us away. Your thoughts going into the game, etc. Um, thoughts going into the game. Um, England set up with the three-five-two, which was understandable because I felt like. Rather than get into a midfield battle with Italy, he would much rather uh, target the sides. So with Italy, they let their wingers tuck in a lot and then the midfield spreads to cut, try to cover them. And plus, now that spin, Azola's not there. Um, it was going to be Emerson was going to get forward and Di Lorenzo's more of a defensive right back. So I feel like they targeted that area to make sure that their sides were very secure, just to stop. So so they'll be able to double up on the wingers and also have an overload on their full fullbacks, which makes sense. But um, And 
for the goal, that is essentially what happened. Walker makes that long underlap to create some space for Trippier, and he's able to cross it into the box. And at the back post, Shaw comes in as the other wing back to score. So, just in terms of that, it worked very well. But you then saw the de- the detriments of it quite quickly because after a good twenty minute flurry, which I mean, it's always going to happen. England are at Wembley. It's the final. Like, it's, it's a big tournament Fans for them. behind them. Exactly. So, like, because of that, there was that there, there was that press. But as soon as that died down a bit, you saw England try to get back into a difficult shape. It was essentially a 5-4-1. Um, and you saw very quickly Kane got isolated. And you can see that the only way they could break out was usually through Rice running up the pitch or maybe a pass from Maguire or, or, or a switch or something like that. But as soon as Italy got a hold of the ball and, and they started to pass it around, it just became uh, it became a second part of the Croatia semi-final, really. And it was just very obvious what, what, what was going to happen. And it's... I say it's quite surprising, but given who who they have as manager, it was just so obvious that they were going to concede and they were just going to try and sit on it for as long as possible. Um, I think since the second half, Italy finally woke up. They started to make more runs into the box. And one good thing that um, Mancini done was that he, he switched to the false nine with Insigne to drop in and create kind of like a diamond so that it was too much for... Phillips and Rice. The Ratty was also sitting a little bit deeper, so there was no reason for Phillips to go up and press him as much. And then that freed up Chiesa and Berardi as well. And you just saw they they just kept ticking over and ticking over. But I mean, the the, the goal didn't really come from like their dominance. It just came from like a corner, but it was very well deserved. And I mean the the rest of the game was was pretty pretty tight, but I feel like with it with Italy, with um what they've had to deal with in terms of like Pellegrini was out with COVID. There was another player that was out with COVID recently as well. Zaniolo's not there. I'm not sure if Sensi was fit or fit enough or not, but that is a lot of their like midfield like so yeah, so there, there, there were a lot of midfield offensive players that the they could have brought yeah. Yeah, to, to change the game, which they didn't have. They had a lot of strikers and and wingers, really. But Not the only real outlet yeah. was Chiesa. So, I mean, as as the changes started to come, Italy weren't as effective. But, I mean, you've seen throughout the tournament, there, there are two ways they can play. They can bosh in possession. And if they need to sit back and, and basically just see it out, they can do that. I feel like the onus was on England to actually press because they have the better bench and you just didn't, didn't see that from Southgate. He was very reserved. He made he, he made two changes up until like 120th minute and the other two changes were for the Pens. So um, personally, I, I think it was just a very poor performance from Southgate. I wasn't impressed with England. Italy, to me, just done well what they had to do. And I mean, the, the penalty shootout, yeah, I mean, that... To me, that was just really ridiculous. I think the lineup was re- absolutely ridiculous. Kane going first, fine. Maguire going second, fine. Rashford, he's he's the second best. He's in he's in the top two penalty takers that was available. So he 
so it has to go first or last. Um, him going third was so weird to me, but then he should still score his pen, and it's unfortunate that he dragged it a bit. Sancho and Saka being the last two was just ridiculous, and I have I have no idea what Southgate Wolves playing at with that, but yeah, those were my my thoughts on the game. Thanks. I, I thought you were gonna like break it into sections, and then Timmy would do his uh, back and forth. No, no, no. It's fine. You've given us the whole game, and we'll work with that. So, Timmy, mm-hmm. I want to start. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what Elijah's like, bro. Yeah. When Elijah gets the monologue, fam, there's no it's point. It. He has to, <laughs> he has to, he has to keep going. Uh, what was I going to say? So, let's start with um, Luke Shaw. Not just his goal, but I want to talk about his tournament as a whole off the back of the season that he had. Um, obviously, great, great take for his goal. Um, what did you think of his yeah. performance yesterday, Timmy? And I guess um, his performance in the tournament in general? Um, overall... I think he's he he's, he'll be unlucky in my book. If I was doing my um, team of the tournament, he would be unlucky. He'd just miss out for me. Um, I think Spinozola was um, was the better was the better um, left back. I think he was unbelievable. That's not to say that Shaw wasn't really good as well, because um, he was he was really really good. And um, from when he came into the team, he just looked comfortable. He he built this rapport with Sterling that you'd never expect a City and, and United um, player to have together. It's kind of like Maguire and Stones at the back as well. Like, they had this report. And, um, <clears throat> you know, I, I believe it was before the Czech game. It was either before the Czech game or after the Czech game. Luke Shaw came out and he just, um, he criticised Mourinho. Um, or responded, let's call it responded. He responded to all the critiques that Mourinho had been giving him. And from when he just said, like, basically to Jose, just get a life. Like, why do you keep talking about me? He just wanted a tear from them. Like, unbelievable. Uh, Czech, he was he was great. Um, Ukraine, he was exceptional. That's his best game of the tournament, Ukraine. Ukraine, he was unbelievably good. Um, after Ukraine, uh, who did England beat after Ukraine? Sorry, they beat Germany, then Ukraine. So Germany, then yeah. Ukraine, then they beat Denmark. Um, again, mm-hmm. who was good against Denmark? I think yesterday, after the goal, um, I'd just give it an average performance, to be honest with you. I'd give it an average performance. Um, he did what he needed to, which is get a goal. So he's always, for me, like going to have the 7 out of 10 performance. But again, the way Italy controlled large parts of that game and um, the way that Southgate set the team up meant that, you know, there's there was not much Luke Shaw really could do whilst the, um, Italy was suffocating the life out of us with the ball. I think there was a time in the game where it was like seventy-three to twenty-seven percent possession, and this was at um, and this was at one-nil England. I kept saying the worst thing that England could do is score early, because scoring early meant that they'd uh, they'd approach the game this way. And um, it's a shame because, again, with all the attacking, all the attacking talent that we have on the bench, and the fact that we we actually have played really well this tournament. Uh, I don't care who we played or who they played because it's not we, really, but um, they played really, really well um, for large parts of the tournament. From I'd say Czech Republic onwards, I've been impressed with England. So, um, you know, it's, it's quite difficult to. Um, to take the way that um, they lost. I do think that um, Italy were the better team over the 120 minutes, for sure. 
and um, sure was good. It sure was good, but just that um, after the goal, not not any like notable mistakes and not um, many things notable that he did better after the goal, obviously. So yeah. Cool, cool. So, yeah, I think you broke down Luke Shaw pretty well. Elijah, I'm going to come across to you to speak about the skipper, Harry Maguire. I saw a couple of tweets today. I can't get that penalty out of my mind. Um, Listen, it was a thunder blast or whatever they want to, whatever you want to call it, thunder bastard or whatever. Bro, um, <clears throat> these are going to call me a hater, yeah? That's what you're going to call me a hater. Wait, you hold on to me. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> right. I saw your comment. I saw your comment. <laughs> <All> right, <cool. laughs> so, Elijah, I want you to talk about um, Maguire's performance, um, his tournament. And obviously, we, we've been quite critical of, of Maguire on this pod. And and I've been checking the Twitter account. I've seen a few people adding us saying, guys, is it time to, on air, retract your statements about Maguire? So I'd like you to give your thoughts and then we'll, we'll all give our thoughts on his performance. Um, um, Maguire was great, uh, as he has been since he's come back into the team. He was great. He, um, I mean... To be fair, he was playing up against Immobile and um, Immobile and Berlotti a lot of the time, and I mean that's those aren't players to me. So I mean, I mean there were times where Chiesa was in that channel against him, and they didn't really get Chiesa up against Maguire enough for my liking. But um, yeah, I mean. When Chiesa switched to the left hand side, he looked he looked a lot better anyway. So that's neither here nor there. But um Maguire, yeah, he was good. Like he he's just he just looks like he's playing with confidence and off instinct right now. And when you're playing like that, it's just it's just automatic. I think the relationship with Shaw really helps as well. And just them two have really it's weird, it's them two have really grown together this season. And and it's good good to see, but I mean, in terms of we 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 always know that one one of the best things about him is that he can carry the ball out really well. He's decent at passing. He can always get his head on the ball. Um, but what I but what I really liked is that he's been very proactive in terms of stepping in, and maybe that is a consequence of the fact that he has a DM there. That I mean, I say a DM, but it's basically an, another centre back in the Declan Rice. And then um, he has stones there as well. He's performed really well. So he he does have a lot of protection around him. So he does have that confidence just to step in. Whereas at United, he might not have that same confidence. But that is that is the Maguire that I was seeing at Hull. And that was the Maguire that I sometimes saw at Leicester. So it's just good to see that he's, he's, he's performing like this and performing like this on the bigger stage. In terms of overall, I mean... For me, he's been perform- he's been performing like this for since <sighs> December, January. Um, I was doing it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's you nice. You're doing it, bro. <laughs> yeah, now you're doing it. Me how? Not since, bro. Not since December, January, man. Yeah, no. Nah. I think it's been around no. January, Bro, to be honest. Since, since January, since the Sheffield United game, I'll probably. When say did them. we draw? When did we draw with Leicester? December. All right, so it's not December then, because he had a shock out that day. Did he? Or am I wrong? I think, I think it'd be. I think it's January. Yeah, did he? Bro, did I'll you... give you lot February. I think. <laughs> Bro, no. in January we lost to Sheffield United. We drew with Everton. We drew no, no, with we Arsenal. Drew, 
we drew with Everton in, in Feb, which I mean that that third goal even, was even 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 worse. That that third goal was, all, but still, like you can have mistakes and still be good over a uh, time period. Period for for me. So I yeah, I, I feel like so I feel so I feel like with Jack with, with Jack, since January he has been good, and it's been good consistently enough, and 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 it's actually been littered with great games. So it's like you know what, fair enough. But I mean, it's like five months. I mean, let's say we've seen with Pogba, he had a good few months. There, there, there's no one here asking for, for for him to be labelled the best midfielder on on the planet again and all that stuff. And to at man, I mean, yeah, he's had he's had a good five months. Let's see if he can continue it. If if you can, well done because then you've proven us all wrong. But I mean. This was always going to happen anyway, with because of the because of the reaction to his stand, people are going to can't can't come back even harder. So it's fine, but hopefully he c- continues to play play this way. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't have much to say. I don't really care about the guy that, that much to be cool. honest. So um, if you could mute yourself to me, that'd be great. But also on top of that. Um... <laughs> Yeah, you didn't, um, but it's cool. Um, do you think it's sustainable? I guess is what I want to ask. So obviously you've said, can he sustain this? Um, like, can he keep it up? Do you think it's sustainable? And I think from my perspective, if it is sustainable, then from there, it's a different conversation. It's a different conversation in terms of our centre-back pairings. And we'll, we'll get onto it later. So I'll ask for first you to me. Um, get give your thoughts on Maguire because you've been one of the biggest his biggest critics. Do you think this level of performance is sustainable, and and what does it mean for us? Mean for us if it is. Um, I think it is. I I think it is. I think um Maguire's uh, he's turned a corner for sure. Um, and it's a bit mad because I've been hating on him for time. I've been hating on him for a time. He's turned a corner, though. Uh, he's been exceptional this tournament. I don't think he was the best defender of the tournament, but he's been exceptional, man. Like, let's just call, call it what it is. And um, I think he will only get better next to someone like Varane. So if you bring me if you bring me Raphael Varane, then I'm all in. I'm all in, bro. He's still got the defi- some deficiencies that I don't want as a centre-back. All in. Hashtag all in. Okay. He's he, he still, he still got some deficiencies that I don't want as a centre-back. But listen, bring me Varane and I'm all in with this guy. I don't want people getting too gassed though because yesterday's pen, Luke. Nah, I think Luke. that was intentional, man. No. You only think he just put his foot through it and yeah, wherever yeah, it yeah. went, wherever no, it went. No, no. He so it could have gone, right, right. gone straight down. It could have gone to yeah, left. It could have gone yeah, over. Yeah, it just yeah. happened to go top right. Yeah, yeah. But bro, that's that's what I don't care. That is the best pen, and the I, and that celebration was too. I was bright. gassed. I was gassed. Man, let's go. I thought. I thought he. I thought he was gonna miss. Yeah, I, even see it before he no, I didn't it. think he was gonna miss. I that didn't think he missed. was gonna miss. Bro, I, I didn't missed. expect to see that, but I do think he just put his foot through it. I, yeah, I really do. But I respect yeah. that. Like, I'm not gonna try and yeah, beat that. Facts. Yeah, exactly. Facts. 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 I'm a big, I'm a big lad from Sheffield. Yeah. Just put my foot Facts. through it, man. Through it. And I and I love that. Straight. 
And I, I agree that was that that celebration. I was like, okay, we might this might be coming home right still. Down. All right, cool. So we've spoken on Luke Shaw and Maguire, two guys who actually played the game from the start. Um, let's talk. Let's talk about. Uh, let's talk about um, a couple of players who weren't so lucky. Um, listen, the, these penalties have been analysed to death, so I don't necessarily want us to analyse <laughs> them to death. Um, but just want to get your thoughts. Um, we've discussed it in the group, and the reason I bring it up is because it's actually a point of contention. I'm on. I think I'm on the same side as you, Elijah. Um, Timmy's on the other side. So we we had a conversation around Rashford and well Sancho, who's now being treated like a Man United player, uh, which means everything he's doing has been hyper scrutinised. Yeah, um, but um, yeah. Rashford and Sancho have obviously come on. They've then missed the penalties. And there's a conversation. Um, there's a conversation around if they should have br- brought on earlier to A, firstly, and here's where I especially agree, um, Elijah. If Southgate knows I'm not having Sterling Mount take penalties, there's still a portion of the game to actually try and win the game and also to help them settle their nerves. Um, but, Timmy, you're of the opposite opinion, right? That um, I don't fully disagree with Elijah. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't um, fully disagree with him. But... Um, for the for um for the situation that we that we had, Southgate obviously knew that if it was if it was gonna go to penalties, he was gonna take off two players, obviously, that he thought were not comfortable enough to take those penalties, right? And where um where I understand what he was doing is you need to take those players off as close to the end as possible. Because it's likely you're going to take off... Well, he took off the right-back and he took off a centre midfielder. Jordan Henderson, I don't know why he took him off. Like, I completely I completely disagree with... I completely disagree with um, with that one because as a senior player, he should be stepping up to take a penalty, in my opinion. But I understand what he did in the sense that, look, Kyle Walker's not... Um, Kyle Walker's obviously not um, confident enough to take a penalty. Um, Henderson's not confident enough to take a penalty. I've got two young, young ballers here that obviously are confident enough and comfortable enough taking penalties in, in these situations. So he was like, look, boom. This was before we knew there was three minutes added on. We didn't know, but it was at 120 minutes. That's all I know is when he said, all right, cool. Rashford, come on, and Sancho, come on. The issue is, if he brings these guys on earlier, he needs to bring them on for attacking threats. If he brings them on with 10 minutes left, you can't have 10 minutes of, um, you can't have 10 minutes of Rashford at right back and Sancho in centre mid. The um the balance is all wrong, so he's 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 um pulled them on on at the end. Well, I understand what Elijah's point is. It's like bring these two on, bring these two on to try and win the game. At this point, he'd brought on um he'd already brought on Grealish, and he'd already brought on Henderson. So um who went off Mount for Grealish? Um no um who did um Grealish come on for? Mount. No, sorry, Saka came on as well. So Saka, yeah. Mount, yeah, yeah. Saka, 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 Mount, and um, Henderson all came on. So Henderson came on for Rice. Saka came on for Trippier. Trippier, and um, Finn came on for Mount, and Grealish yeah. came on for Mount. So at this point now, <clears throat> you've brought on two new wide players already. Yeah. So let's say we're 110 minutes. We've got 10 minutes left. He's made these three substitutions already. How do you bring on a Sancho and Rashford and still keep the balance of the team? I mean, if you're going to take Henderson off again, I guess you could go Henderson off, Rashford or Sancho on, and then put Grealish in midfield. But is Grealish going to sit in midfield and defend? Because that's what Rice 
That's what um that's what Henderson and Phillips were doing. It just for me, it just it just um thing it, the balance is just off, right? Mm-hmm. The balance the balance is just the balance of the team is just off. So that's why I understand why he left it so late. Someone like Sancho, I empathize with him because he's never been in a situation like this before, right? Rashford has as a United player, he has. I'm not buying this. You need to get warm into the game. You need a couple of touches of the ball, blah, blah, blah. I'm not buying that, bro. Because at the end of the day, at 120, you know why you're coming on. You know you why do, you're coming on. Do you think this is a unique scenario? Yeah, he's had other experience, but uh, a Euros final for England at Wembley, like, this is, this is, th- there's no practice for this, bro, man. Yeah, it's, the high, it's the highest pressure moment he's ever been in his career. I completely get that. But he was just in flipping... He was just in, where did we play that Europa final? Ukraine or something a couple months ago, slapping his penalty home. You get me? He was in um, he was in Paris two years ago in the 93rd minute, slapping his penalty toppings as well. Like, <clears throat> bro, this is unique for everyone then. So we're going to give Rashford this excuse. Everybody has to have this same excuse. Yeah, I think because we... Because nobody's think, been in a situation think, like this. Yeah, no, I, think I, as I, a senior I player, as, 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 as a senior player and the second best player, penalty taker, of the lineup that was left, Rashford should have done better with his penalty. I'm not, I don't blame him fair, for missing. It doesn't upset me. He did everything he apart needed. From, apart from connect with the ball properly. Exactly. I'm Listen, I'm not on Rashford like that, but I can't, I'm not going to say, oh, he came on that 120, he weren't warm, right, 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 right. Because he's done everything right, apart from strike the ball properly. Because if he rolls it into the corner like he's supposed to, oh, he sat the keeper down and put it into the other corner. That's basically what he did. Yeah. He just didn't connect with the ball properly. If he puts that in, no one's talking this. Oh, you can't bring him on that 120 minutes, take a penalty when he's not warm. They brought him on and he took the penalty. With, like, bro, you know what I mean? Like, bro, mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm not hearing that because at the end of the day, right, you're just taking a penalty, bro. There's What do you need to be warm for? It's, mm-hmm. it's, not, it's not about growing into the game. I just read on the analysis of penalty taking and actually there's a lot there's a lot that goes into it still oh what you um, saw but, that um you saw that thread i saw, yeah. I saw one earlier still it's uh, a very very yeah. good thread still. yeah yeah so, so there, there's there's a bit to it and I, yeah i just wanted to get you guys' thoughts honestly sancho i knew he was missing i had absolutely he didn't, no. he didn't, he didn't look confident he's done nothing Again, in the Bro, he he, he, hit, he hit the target in it like that bro, was a power league penalty. That, that was a power league penalty. Man said one step. Ah, oh, come on, bro. bro. <laughs> it was it was crazy. and and the thing is, Donnarumma is a big guy. Fam. He's, so big. he's large, bro, man. He's a big guy. Like, oh, I wish we had him in goal instead of the hair, man. Yeah, he, he he covers he covers he covers a lot of he covers a lot of ground, man. And then obviously we won't speak on Snaka. Ridiculous for him to be taking the the fifth penalty out of all those groups of players playing. Um, by the way, though, I will just say the hater in me was like, I'm glad that Saka missed because if 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 it was just them two United boys, yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I ain't gonna lie, you know I didn't want England to win anyway. Once I see my two black boys miss, yeah? Once yeah. I see Rashford and Sancho miss, yeah? And then I saw Jorginho miss as well. I was like, I was like, shit, yes, yes, yes. And then I saw Saka step up, but it's like, oh, another black boy, man. I wanted yeah. him to score. But when he, when he missed, I couldn't celebrate with the vim that I wanted to celebrate with. <laughs> but trust me, next week, 
Next week when agendas are flowing, don't hey Saka, bro, you're not you're not <laughs> safe, you know, Doug. No. You're not I, safe, you know, Doug. Because I was week, like, you know what? Yeah. I'm ready. You know what? Yeah, I was, I, I was thinking in my head, ah, oh, another black guy, but man, the game's the game, man. I'm had I'm bro, you get me. You get me. You look but, making um, me sick. I've got I've got I've got a question for you, man, though. Yeah, so bro. Jack Grealish, Jack Grealish is obviously a step forward and said. I told the gaffer that I wanted to take a penalty and um, mm-hmm. I had a discussion in my other group chat actually because I'm saying if I'm Jack Grealish, I'm telling the gaffer like, yo, like, give me a pen. I want one of the... I'm pens. demanding it, yeah. Uh, yes, yes, exactly. I mean, maybe Jack Grealish ain't got sauce like that, right? We know we know, guys maybe don't, like, don't have sauce, like that, sauce like that. But I think you need to... you Like, you have to take these decisions out of your gaffer's hand. Like... Bro, these men were getting told to take a penalty. And you, and you know what's funny, right? Pickford was also before um, Grealish in the peck in order six. to take a penalty. Yeah, Crazy. he was after. And then Calvin Phillips was also in the peck in order to take yeah. a penalty before Grealish. And I'm, and I'm being told that Shaw and, um, Shaw and Grealish are the only ones that said, yo, I want a pen, let me take a pen. How are they going to be going eight and ninth? Luke Shaw's confidence was in 100,000. You know he what I mean? Like, in, bro, like... In, in situations like this is not something that you can pick before the game. It's not something that you give to your best penalty takers in training. It's literally man them that are there, 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 right then and there. Bro, Jack Grealish said, I want a pen, right? And he went in the first five. I'm going to the gaffer and I'm saying, yo, no disrespect. Take one of them out because I want a pen. Give me the pen. And on top of that, bro, these black boys and the players, fuck it. They know. They knew. What would happen if any of those boys missed? They knew. Southgate knew what would happen. You must take this out of their hands. You must. Taka should have never been the fifth penalty. Never. If he was going to take one of the first five, he should have been third. Never, ever should he have been fifth pen. But I'll be honest with you guys as well. really should have taken one. I feel like if Rashford scores, England win. Yeah. I do too. Bro, but, I just don't. I, I mean, it's some. I, I get the mental side of it as well, but you just can look at it both ways. It's like Rashford yeah, yeah. scores, it uplifts everyone, right? But at the end of the day, like, what is Sancho going to do different? Because he's a little bit more confident. I reckon bottom left, strokes stro- stro- into bomb. He can even take it with a bit more sauce, and he can actually afford to know that if I miss, yeah. it's not the end of the. Yeah. It's not the end of the day because we've got another I, penalty I, in the bag. You see, Saka, yeah, Saka's penalty. I knew he was going there, bro. Really? I thought he's he was a lefty going like me. Bro, I thought he was he's going a lefty like me. And the, the thing is, a lot of, a lot of left footers, because left footers are so technically gifted, yeah, a lot of their penalties, they like to just wrap it into the next corner, innit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, like, they love to just wrap it into the far corner, but you have to be so precise. You see me, bro, I'm always the corner of my foot. Always. Bottom left, keepers right. I just do... Uh, that's... That's where I'm most comfortable. Because when you wrap it, you could wrap it too much. The keeper now also knows you're left-footed, right? It's different with right-footed players. I, I can't explain it, innit? It's funny. With right-footed players, still... they always go... I always expect them to go bottom-right, right-footed players. And then yeah, when they yeah, go yeah, bottom-left, yeah. it's always like, oh, shit, oh, shit you went bottom-left. Yeah, exactly. But because left-footed players are seen as like more techie in that, probably. There's less of us about blah, blah, blah. So they're always... Bro... I think Donnarumma as well. He just had he just had guys' numbers, innit? I think Bro. he just had. He, he what do you think of him? What do you think numbers? of him? Because he's a, he's a keeper that obviously he's gone to PSG now, but he had a lot of like people saying he wasn't good, and he's obviously been named Player of the Tournament now. What was you lot's read on him based on his performance this this um, summer? 
I think he's always been good. He's always been very good as well. But um, it's hard when you're at um, a team like Milan that doesn't win anything. And on top of that, like he was slight, he'd slightly been carrying the burden of the whole team on his back for like three years because he was this outstanding young keeper that um, that is destined to to be great because he was that good. He's been first choice keeper since he was 16 years old. So um and again you get these inconsistencies from from um from young from young lads. Do you know what I mean? Um but overall as a goalkeeper, like he's like the heir to Buffon kind of thing. Like he's he's going to be a top top keeper, if not already a top top keeper now. He's very, very good. And he proved it in this tournament as well, I think. Yeah, I mean he's fam, people need to understand this guy's twenty-two and he's literally been playing first team for six years. Like he's young, he was gonna make mistakes. And then there was a whole thing with the contract extension with, with Milan fans as well. That that really unsettled him as well. But he I think the last two, three years he flew under the ra- the radar a little bit. Maybe that 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 was good for him, helped him to build up confidence and now mit, Milan are better. They're getting back to where they should be, and it's yeah. He's just good. Like any time the ball is like, if, if the ball is hung up in the air, he's coming to get it, and that's it. Like it's done. And like his penalty save um, percentage is ridiculous. He saves one in three. He's won all his pe- pe- penalty shoot shootouts. Like he in his whole career. Yeah, yeah, five man. Yeah, five. Wow. So he's won all of them. He, like, like one in three penalties he saves. Like that is that is ridiculous. Like he's he is a good. He's a really good goalkeeper, and it's very strange that he was able to. It felt like PSG were able to get him kind of unopposed because I feel like on a free that is that is a very easy sign to make. But um, yeah, he is really 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 good. Um, going back to the penalty thing. Um. Yeah, man. I just feel like what T- Timmy said is right. I feel like the ma- the, the the manager go- going to pick people is just ridiculous. It, it it makes it makes no sense. It's about how the player feels in, in the moment, and like it's even worse because if you think about it, he's saying that Grealish and Sterling were eight for ninth from that. So if Sterling was that low down on the list, how could you not switch him out for a Sancho or a Rashford? Uh, earlier on, because if, if he's that low down on your list, then he's not a he's not a p- proper penalty taker. Yeah. So and you're not so, expected to get that far down the list. It's true. Exactly. Actually. So you, why? You so why did he stay on the pitch? Because okay, it's fine. Sterling's a very important important player for England, but in a sense, Rashford could come on and do a very similar job to him. So it was for me. It's weird seeing seeing the order it was picked in, and then. It, it it just makes no sense, and I feel like because of the way the game went, so because he had so because he felt like he had to change the four at the back, he had to take he had to take off um Trippier. So that for me w- 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 would have definitely been one of the five ten penalty takers. Mount was thinking up, so I feel like he had to take off Mount. Another one, I think, was another another one of the the penalty takers as well, and then. I'm not sure if Rice would have been. I mean, Rice does has taken penalties for West Ham before and stuff like that. So maybe it's like he took up a lot of the people that he 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 would have had in his top five, and then he, and then he basically just started to scramble around. But 
I mean, that that just thinks of poor planning for me. But like you said, in that in that um thread today, it, it genuinely looked like he was picking based on that thread because he had Sancho, Saka, and Rashford the last twenty threes, yeah. <laughs> Under twenty three attackers, they hadn't played the full game as well. Like it, mm. it, it basically felt like it was reading that that thread. So, yeah, for me, it was just a big shit show. He re- he really fucked up with that penalty pen- pen- shootout, and it's really good because uh, <laughs> no, no, it's really good. No, no, no. Do you know what? Do you know what? Yeah, it's it's really good because at the end of the day, this comfort, this confirmation bias with with England, the whole tournament. Has been ridiculous. Any any decision he has made, because England have won, it it's been the right decision. I would have that makes no sense. So I mean, at least now they were, they were able to see that that fuck that that setup was crap, and the and the way England have played this tournament with with the amount of talent that they've had has been bullshit, man. It's actually been bullshit, but yeah, man. Yeah, you're right. You're right. So that's that's the Euros. Let's let's get on to this week's this week's news. So um, obviously, with the tournament being over, it's pretty much a, a known secret at this point. But obviously, we're, we're signing Jaden Sancho. I don't think there's too much more we need to say about that. He played. Uh, he started one game in the Euros. He was okay. Uh, we didn't see very much of him until yesterday. Um, the new, latest news has come out today, though. Um, we've signed Eric Ramsey. 29-year-old um, coach, um, very, very highly rated. He's coming in to train players um, individually, one-on-one, and also to train players um, in terms of the set pieces of the whole team. Um, so I'm going to ask you two questions. I'll start with you, Timmy. If you had to pick three players for him to coach individually and pick what he'd be coaching them on, who would you pick and why? I'd pick Rashford's decision-making. I guess you can't coach decision making. Um, maybe actually, yeah. I'm gonna say Rashford decision making. Um, I would say McTom defensive positioning, and I would say Lindelof aggression. I know those are like quite specific, um, specific things. But if we're if we're speaking in in an ideal world, then that's what I I would hope that he could bring. So yeah, um, Rashford decision making, uh, Tom defensive positioning, and Lindelof aggression. Cool. And how about you, Elijah? What what three players would you pick, and what would he be coaching them on? Um, I feel like Greenwood with his movement. Hmm. Um. <sighs> Bruno with his common sense. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh my god! And so common sense. This common this is not common, bro. Don't kill me, man. Yeah, um, yeah, and then maybe um, uh, maybe I'm um, Fred with um, like um, his first touch. Fred with like his first touch. Listen, they're talking about Fred. They're saying he was hooping. I watched the Copa America final. Firstly, mm. awful game of awful game of football for the first part. Secondly, <laughs> he was he was absolutely atrocious. Bro, absolutely he was dreadful. atrocious. He absolutely was dreadful. Atrocious. Fantastic. So 
I was believing you lot, and then I went to watch it, and I just saw the same old Fred. So I said you lot. I didn't ever back nah, no, I said not you, not you lot. Oh, I said you mean two in general? I mean, like, okay, okay, okay. I saw the same. I saw the same old friend. I knew it. I knew it. I knew bro, South American bro. football couldn't be that much in the mud. Bro, and obviously across I, the uh, across the aisle, I've watched Rodrigo Paul show us what real midfield players, man. <laughs> bro, Good bro, I, I don't think I understand. I don't think I understand. Bra- Brazil just started having good midfielders recently, bro. Like they they don't do midfield in South America. They they, they just fight there. That's that, that, that's all they do. Like they, there are no midfields there, bro. Like Fred is just a calamity. And I, fam, I knew that all this gas about him playing. Ah, oh, he's playing it in a four three three. He's playing further ahead. I, I didn't care. As soon as they face like a decent team, because the rest of South America they. That oh, that place has gone has gone to the mud recently. I don't know how, but it's gone to awful. the mud. But as soon as they face Argentina, who have a bit of t- tactical nows, the guy gets shown up. Crumbled. Did Crumbled. The, the, the guy got dragged out half time, and I, I and I saw his first half stats. They were just hella zeros, bro. Oh, <laughs> hella zeros, bro. The no. only one, the, the only one, the only one he had was a yellow card, bro. They don't win no jewels, they don't no. make no tackles, they don't win no aerial balls, but he had one yellow card. Oh, Get out man. of here, bro. Set that. man try to tell me this guy's in QDL, bro. Get out of here, bro. <laughs> nah, nah, Get but the other one thing, here, the other thing is, is, is that the same man that will try and chat about Pogba at international tournaments but trying to bring me Fred. Get out of here, bro. Get out of here. Get out of here. Nah, that guy, big fools. But you know what? Let um let um Ramsey work on on his first touch, and then maybe he might be a good left back. <laughs> cool. Oh, all right. Next one. Uh, I wanted to talk to you guys about Rafael Varane again. The, the rumors are looking really strong. I think it's Fabrizio. I saw uh, mentioned that um. Uh, Real Madrid have allowed us to talk to him. Obviously, we know teams talk to players before, but we've been allowed to talk to him. I'm seeing 55 million euros. He didn't have the best euros. Um, but how how would we feel about that that player coming in? What do you, what do you think it means potentially? I don't think he's. I don't think he's world class. You know, I mean, he's had a apparently he's had a bad season. There's there's questions about the mental side of his game, but. Um, I just feel like that's just an that's just an, like an envir- environment thing. So even you've seen it with Pogba, he was not this type of leader or this big character at Juventus. He comes to United, he feels the pressure, and he tries to grow into that role. Even with Maguire, you've seen like they they basically put that pressure on him, and he is basically he he's trying to grow in that role. And I feel like Varane maybe taking a it will essentially be a step down in pressure because you can't recreate the pressure of Madrid. So maybe just taking that step down where he knows like he is he will be a big star in the squad. I feel like it might grow him in terms of that mental side. And I just think personally, I just think it's a perfect fit for um Man United. I mean, unfortunately, unfortunately, we got him ten ten years too late. And if we did get him that time, we wouldn't have Phil Jones. So, you know, the universe really stitched us up with that one. But if we do get him now, I'll I'll be ecstatic because I feel like I feel like our back line will be close. It'll, it'll be close. I mean Wambasaka you can work you can try to work around. 
Um, Shaw is much better now. Maguire is looking much better now. And then that would really only leave the goalkeeper, goalkeeper situation, which is a, which is like a mess right now. But I mean, yeah. Yeah. What do you think, Timmy? Um, <clears throat> Elijah's pretty much covered it, to be honest with you, mm. as he tends to do quite regularly. Cool. Yeah, um, give cool. else a chance to. Okay, and um, obviously the other one that we're linked to, Eduardo Camavinga, that seems to have stalled. One minute he wants PSG, then he wants Real, then he wants us, and then Chelsea. So, um, do we see that one actually happening? That, that, that one goes, I think so. Say that again. One of you. I just said 50-50. 50-50. Yeah, and, I think, and I think that if Pogba goes, then he'll come. I don't mm. buy this whole, um, he's not being brought as a replacement for Pogba stuff. Okay, you think he's explicitly been brought in to replace Pogba, yeah? Yeah. And, how, and I guess since we're here, and we obviously saw him hooping, playing basketball and that, um, who, who sees Pogba leaving this summer? The PSG link seem to be getting stronger and stronger, boys. Yeah, I, I think don't. he's gone this summer, man. <clears throat> it's the only time I... you can cash in because he's not going to sign a new contract, bro. Yeah, but I don't think PSG are going to give us the money we want. And I think we're going to be stubborn with, with it. PSG, yeah. haven't spent, PSG haven't spent no money yet, I don't think. I... And they've already brought in three players. <laughs> Three, yeah. three players that vastly improved their team, by the way. I mean, they got so, her, her they, they got her Hakimi for like 50 or something. Oh, yeah, sorry, Hakimi. Hakimi, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, you're yeah. right. So, so I think could... they're still a bit in the bank because they didn't yeah. pay for Ramos, they didn't pay for Donnarumma, and they didn't pay for Wijnaldum. Now they can say, all right, cool, we'll give you what you pay for Pogba. Well, fuck it, we'll give you 80 mil. Give us, give us cool. Because that yeah. one more signing, super team, bro. Brooklyn Nets, facts. I feel like with the, I feel like it's less so about um, the money for the transfer. I feel like it's the wages because Ramos, Donnarumma, Wijnaldum, that's basically that they are going to be on a lot. And then there's Hakimi as well. And then Pogba, if, if they get him, he's, he's going to be on a lot as well. So I feel like it, I think it's more with the wages, but I think with PSG, there's just a state of flux right now because the Mbappe thing isn't sorted out yet, and that could yeah. that could um, sway the whole Pogba thing. So, I mean, yeah, with Camavinga, um, apparently it it is his agents that want him to go to England, but he wants to stay in Paris because okay. his agent um, is Bell's agent and Shaw's okay. agent as well so okay. and when um he done that interview with the athletic with Mino Raiola he was saying ah oh, the Premier League will be a great will be a great next step for Camavinga there are clubs interested there so so I feel like he wants to use he wants the he wants to use the Prem as a as a stepping stone to like a Real Madrid or a PSG rather than go straight there with Camavinga, but I feel like Camavinga wants to stay in France. So, what I mean, you, yeah. What do you think? Do you think so? Do you think he ends up leaving? You said 50 50, yeah. No, no. So apparently, he's definitely leaving this summer. It's like he, he definitely because because Rems need the money and he's not going to sign a new contract. So he's definitely leaving this summer. The problem is is where he's going to go, 
And we'll just have to see about that. I'm not as confident with that one. And if he doesn't come, then I feel like we're, we're not getting a midfielder. And I feel like that will be pretty much our summer done. It will just be Sancho, Varane, and then that's it. Yeah. Cool. All right, that's fine. So let's uh, finish up with listeners' questions. I mean, we need we need a midfielder. Fred cannot be starting for us for for us next season. Um, so I'm hoping something happens. I'm seeing all lots of names. I'm not seeing us linked to enough of them, but yeah, the hope is that we bring somebody in. So so let's start with um some listeners' questions. The first one is from Kim Patchy. Um, but the A is a four and the I is a one. Um, how do you expect us to start this season compared to last, given Rashford will most likely miss a few weeks with surgery? No idea where Stancher mindset is at after his miss. Goalkeeper situation unknown. Maguire and Shaw Perrin looking sublime. Mm. Well, Greenwood's going to start. Um, definitely. Greenwood's going to be in the team. McTom's going to be in the team. Henderson Rambasaka is going to be in the team. <laughs> Marshall will be like in the Maguire. team. Yeah, Marshall will be in the team. And Cavani. Uh, I think Sancho is going to. I don't think he means lineup. I mean, like the start of the season to like performances, sort of thing. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Performances. Um. We, well, we've got Leeds first game of the season. Um. That's a big one. Yeah. This. That's a start as you mean to go on kind of thing. I, I'm going to that game as well, so we better not lose. <laughs> um. Bro, I think it's hard. It's hard um, to know what to expect. It w- it will be interesting to see like the work that these men are putting on the training ground. Put it that way. Um, yeah. I, w- yeah. I can't wait to see what Greenwood's like after having three months off. I can't wait to see how he performs. I can't wait to see what um, Wambasaka's like. I know Tellez is probably going to start at left back for the first couple of games. I want to see what he's doing as well. Um, for me, if we could get seven points from our first three games then i'll be happy with that but i don't expect to see stellar performances i think maybe hopefully some individual brilliance can see us through a lot of those games so yeah um martial bro i started backing you again i'm looking for you to carry my guy why did you start backing him by the way was that a banter or no, 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 no. It's not Ban. Oh, no. I believe he's going to do well, bro. He's oh, If we're being like, if we're keeping it a buck, like, he can never have a season as bad as he had last season. Innit? Agreed. Like, I was just super frustrated at him because, like, it just seemed like all the chances he were missing were, like, crucial chances, innit? That, like, cost us something, which is what made me stop liking him. And I'm not going to lie, the Champions League thing against PSG just annoyed me even more. Like, that's the main... Um, the main miss that I have in my head when I think of Marshall and his bad season, but he's never going to be this bad. He hasn't played since what March, um, Elijah? Yeah, because he got he hasn't played since on March. International duty. Yeah, so what? April, May, June, July, August. Five months, bro. And he's leaner now as well. Like, looks like he's lost weight, bro. I'm expecting. Listen, black gloves, no smile. Get me. Ice cold. Listen, I'm back. It's nine a.m. You made me sick, bro. Uh, <laughs> it but, is um, what it is, man. What about you, Elijah? Um, how, how do you see us starting? Um, this gonna be interesting because to be honest, we've only had one proper preseason under Ollie, and that was the one in 2019. So he came in midway, 
last summer wasn't really a preseason. So it'll be interesting to see because it'll be because I really actually want to see some progression in terms of the way we play and the taxes and stuff like that. And hopefully this Ramsey guy who comes in, hopefully he helps with that. But um, in terms of the start, I'm not expecting much. We've got, to be fair, we've got quite a decent start. We've got Leeds, Southampton, Wolves, Newcastle and West Ham and Villa. So I feel like we, we, we can get a few points on the board. They're not, they're not like shit teams, but they're not the greatest. So I feel like we get a few points on the board. But personally, I really want to see progression in terms of the way we play because I can't I can't go through a, another season of of that England bullshit. I, I can't stand it, man. I, I can't. <laughs> I can't. So uh, where, where does your faith in Oli... Do you have faith in Oli? Sorry, it's a question I should be asking. I'm implying you do. Do you have faith in Oli to turn it around? No, I don't. Because he's been linked to a new contract, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he's going to get a new contract. His, his contract's up next year. There's no way. Unless Oli is a very self-aware man, I don't think there's no way that he doesn't sign a new contract. If he's very self-aware and he thinks... I've taken this club as far as I can. Let me dip before I before my stocks dip. Then, fam, more more power to him. But I feel like he's going to get a new new contract, and it'll be like, yeah. I mean, I'm not I'm not a fan of him. I like him as a man and as a man manager and what he's what what he's done for sure. And just a lot of the players that Mourinho tried to kill for some reason. But um, yeah, man. I'm not a fan. Fair enough, fair enough, brother. Cool. Uh, next question is from Sweet Chin Melody. At what age does a player stop getting referenced as young? We saw it with Lingard. Are we seeing the same thing happen to Rashford? Does being young even matter when you've been a season pro for four or five years? No. Being young doesn't matter. It's, it's experience more than age, but age plays a factor when you're not super experienced. I don't see Rashford as young anymore. He's 23, man. Uh, yeah. You stop being young when, I guess, like 22 years old, I'd say maybe. Like 22, 23 at the maximum is the last year that you can really be calling someone a young player kind, kind of thing. Um, I think we all get we all get annoyed when 24-year-olds win young player of the, the season. Like, bro, like these guys aren't young no more. So why are they why are they winning it? So yeah, I'd say at the very at the very worst, twenty three years old. But me, I'm saying twenty two. I'm not really calling you a youngster no more. Once you hit twenty two, I'm not really calling you a youngster no more. So yeah, yeah. I feel like I I kind of agree, but I feel like twenty two to twenty four, like it's fine if there are still some growing pains there because like development okay. is. Yeah. The, 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 the development. Yeah. yeah, so like the, the development isn't linear. You, you can improve at any stage and stuff like that. So that's yeah, fine. Yeah. As soon as you get to twenty four and that, it's like, brother, come on, stop. Like, yeah, even yeah. with, I, I'm I'm glad they've stopped it with Martial as well. Like there was the, the, there was a time for a bit. Like this guy was twenty four, twenty five, and they're they're still putting him with young a young player thing. Yeah, and yeah. for me, they need to stop it with Rashford because I'm seeing him being put with Foden and Saka and yeah. Greenwood and that's just an Agba that's just a Agba 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 thing bro I'm like nah like, said Agba <laughs> <laughs> nah 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 
<laughs> that the hey, nut is crabs. It, it, like, it's bare weird, man. Like, Rashford has literally been playing since he was like 18, like, and he was, was a young 18 as well. Like, yeah. come on, bro. It's been five, it lit, it's been about five years now. Like, the guy's not young anymore. He's played a lot of football, even if it's off the bench. He's played in a lot of important games. He's gone to loads of tournaments, Champions League games, Europa League finals multiple times. Like, mm. nah, nah, nah. He's, he, he's not young anymore and people need to stop doing it. And like, I even saw a bit today where they were trying to baby him and like, I, I understand it to a point because of the reaction on social social media. So it wasn't a baby, a baby thing. It was just more a reaction to that. But then the way that people talk about him is like, nah, man, nah. Yeah, and he's got over 300 appearances at the highest level, yeah? So let's let's give the guy some never, respect. You'll never repeat no more. Yeah, Track, um, another question from Sweet Chin Melody. Can we have a discussion on how players like Tarkowski were listed better than Maguire by TLF members and no fight back was given by Mugga members? Smiley face. Where does Maguire now rank in you guys' list? I mean, I, I don't oh, care about. Brother. I don't care about. <laughs> oh, I can't lie. brother, bro. <laughs> but this These is a game, though. Learned, you know, though. this is a game, though, to me. No, yeah, but it's but fine. They never learn, fam. They never learn, bro. Last season, and I mean the season before the one that we've just finished. Yeah, he went through a spell where he was looking good again. I remember because I, I was saying I had, I might have to retract. I might have to retract my Maguire out agenda. And then what happened when he got back from Greece, fam? Stunk up the place for time. Like, please, let's... I want to see a solid... One solid, solid season from Maguire at a level that these men think he is. Bro, I had guys telling me that Maguire was top five centre-backs in the world the other day. I had man telling me Maguire was the best centre-back in the world the other day. So, please... Like, let's not, let's not just do this right now. Like, yeah. let's let's enjoy, let's enjoy. Listen, from my perspective, I'll put my hands up. I didn't think he had this in him. He showed a good period of, let's say, let's say six months. Timmy might disagree, but let's say six months of good form. Like the same way, um, I was on Shaw's case. I need to at least see a year before I can be like, okay, this is now your new level. So let's give it again to next January. If he's still playing at this level, then things need to be revised. But listen. Credits, all credits due to him. Listen, he came to the biggest club in the country for a humongous transfer fee and he looks like he's settled in and he's looking comfortable. He's looking like a leader um, and he's looking like one half of what can potentially be a partnership that wins big titles. And uh, a, a year ago, if you told me that, I'd told, tell you you were smoking weed. So um, he's he's done a lot. He's done a lot in terms of instilling confidence in him. So um, long may it continue. At the end of the day, this pod is called Make United Great Again. And if players turn around and prove us wrong um, to the benefit of our club, we'll be more than happy to put our hands up. But yeah. I mean, that's not true for me, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I respect that. Every every club for needs a villain and your eyes are like that. <laughs> cool. Um, let's see this from Ayavelli. Should Luke Shaw be held to the standards of a world-class player now, given the tournament and season he just had? Look, yes. man. He's, ugh, bro, look. He's had a very good season, and since he came back from injury, since he won his space back from Brandon Williams at the back end of the season before, he's been pretty decent. He had that bad spot at the start of last season, and then he's been pretty, he's been pretty decent since then. 
But fam, world class is more than that, bro. Like, e- even with Shaw, like the amount of times he fouls someone just because he cannot be bothered to run back is is so fucking annoying. Like, bro, just do just do your job. Like, just do your job and just like like run run back with the man rather than just fouling him because that's why he gets so many yellow cards. Like, he gets so many yellow cards for no reason because he, because he would rather foul someone and just reset because he can't be bothered. Like, stuff like that pissing me off. Yeah. But, but from time, that is my only complaint about him right now compared to more than a year ago where there were so many flaws in his game. He's done really well. To be, to be world-class, you need to be putting up. You, you, you need to be doing it more consistently and you need to be doing it at the, at the top level. And you need, you need to be playing in a way that your peers at left-back, you are outshining them. I'm not seeing sure I'm I'm thinking this guy's clear of lack of lack of lack of um Tierney, lack of Mendy, lack of lack of fucking Robertson. So fam, I'm like, bro, come on. He's better nah. than, he's better than Tierney, bro. And listen, I, I, fam, I, I might start arguing he's better than Robertson as well. I'm not gonna lie to you. Bro, 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 bro I mean, for me, sure, Tierney, that's just uh that's like a toss-up right now for me. So it's like you know what? We'll, sure, 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 sure's a world class left back. How many left backs can you say in world football are categorically better than him? Right now, in terms of form, but because for me, for me, there is a difference between having world class form and being a world class left back. Because I I need that consistency thing, and I need it at the but top look, level. I I, I want to know who you think, like not even form wise, who you think is a categorically better left back than him. For me, I think Robinson is Robertson. You would say I'd agree with you. Um, and do you know what? They're just not. That's um, it. Right? That's I, it. I, so I actually, a cluster of guys after Robertson, basically. For me, <laughs> I think or being in there. I think Lucas Hernandez. I think he's quality. Um, um, Milan, Milan, Lucas Hernandez. No, no, that's um. Or Bayern. Yeah, that's, um, I think he's quality. Theo, yeah, is Milan, yeah. yeah, that's Theo. Theo's uh, good. I like oh, bro. Lucas Hernandez is a is a um is a decent shout. I haven't seen enough of him. Um, because he's always injured. So no, oh, there you go. Then he's he's always injured. But I mean, at but he, even then he comes back in big games. He still performs at the highest level. Like that's the thing. Like even for France in the World Cup, he 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 was really good. Like. I can, I, I can trust uh, Lucas to come in to Champions League quarterfinal and perform. Sure, Not do yet. we know that yet? That, that, that's he was a little bit shocking back end of this season as well. No, no, no. Yeah. He, he, as soon as Maguire got injured, he looked lost. But I mean, that whole back line looked lost yeah, without, yeah. without Maguire. So yeah, look, look, look where we are, eh? Who would have, who would have thought it? Hey, <laughs> not, not me. <laughs> Uh, final question from Jay Simon. What is 9am's future at United looking like or will he be shipped out? Elijah. Who? 9am. Nah, he, he won't be shipped out because he's on too much money, to be honest. No one's going to pay. He's on 250k. Uh, he's not going to take a drop down. United aren't going to pay a bit of his wages to get him off the books. He's going to stay. But, um, mm. I mean, mm. that's it. I'm hearing I mean, hundred mil plus two players for Kane. If if that's if that's real, if that's the case, I just don't think Marshall goes to Spurs. I, I, 
So that that's the thing. That, that's why. Yeah, I don't get these swap deals because they act like the players don't don't have, have leverage. Yeah, they yeah, they, they have to go. They they actually have a choice whether to go or not. I think the the only reason why it worked with um San, Sanchez and Mkhitaryan is because we made um Mkhitaryan scared. So he was like, if I don't go, they 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 don't get Sanchez and 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 then the fans will start will start to hate me. And I, and I thought fair enough. And plus, he had that beef from Mourinho and stuff like that, so it's cool. But um, yeah, man, I I, I think uh, it's not a thing of I don't think we can replace the quality of Mar- Martial. I just don't think we would have it high enough on our priority list to sell him right now. So it just makes no sense to me. Cool. Cool. Sounds good. Sounds good. So I guess with that, guys, I'm going to thank you for your time this evening. Um, pre-season started again, um, and the season will be starting in a few weeks. So things are going to ramp up really, really quickly. If you haven't already subscribed to the Patreon, subscribe. I know every week we say we're putting more content on there, but we're putting more, con- we're putting more content on there. Believe me, believe me. Um, Timmy, always a pleasure. Elijah, always a pleasure too, bro. Thank you. Uh, even though you refuse to host today. Um, I will back. <laughs> I'll, just on. just for today, I want to be a guest just to get my shit off about in England, man. I'm so yeah, glad, you and, you, and you did I'm it really so well, bro. I'm so glad they um, lost, man. Before before we wrap up, yours truly is just. Uh, well, I say yours truly. Pogba has just um, put up a um, a post on Instagram, so he's got pictures of um, Rashford, Sancho, and Saka, and I'll just read to you what he says in it. Um, so he says, "I'm proud of you." You win some, you lose some. You took the courage to take the penalties and you showed your worth to help your country reach the final. We cannot tolerate or stand for racism anymore and we never will stop combating it. Your boy should hold your head high and be proud of your confidence. You are examples of the beautiful game. Never forget that. Be proud of yourselves. The world of football is proud of you. That's my captain, fam. <laughs> That's my captain, fam. That is me? the most... That's my captain, fam. That is the most poetic ending of any touchdown fracker episode I've heard in my life. Bro, <laughs> my, my captain. See you, PP. God will bless you, man. God will bless you, man. Okay, nice man. well, boys. Can't really say more than that. Yeah. Peace. Peace. Rashford, he's in here, he scores! Marcus Rashford takes yet another step up the ladder. And it's a lad from Manchester who scores. Violate my squad, my bang you. Only chance in my team, like man you. Yeah, like man you. Ready! It defies description. How about Martial is isolated? Skirtle here. Thank you, man. Bars in my head like shampoo. Violate my squad, might bang you. Only champs in my team, like man, you. Yeah, like man, you.
Thank you. Man, bars in my head like shampoo. Violate my squad, might bang you. Only champs in my team like man you. Yeah, like man you. Sports Social Podcast Network.